This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What happens when a diverse church glorifies the global God? Keep listening to find out more about Sandra Maria Van Opstel's book, The Next Worship. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading. 1 Chronicles chapter 3, verses 19-24. through 24. The sons of Padiah, Zerubbabel and Shemai. The sons of Zerubbabel, Meshulam and Hananiah. Shalomith was their sister. The five others were Hashubah, Ohel, Berechiah, Hazadiah, and Jushab Hesed, the descendants of Hananiah, Palatiah, Jeshaiah, the sons of Raphiah, of Arnon, of Obadiah, and of Shechaniah, the descendants of Shechaniah, Shemaiah and his sons, Hattush, Egal, Bariah, Neriah, and Shaphat, six in all, the sons of Neriah, Elioni, Hizkiah, and Azrikam, three in all, the sons of Elioni, Hodavia, Eliashib, Peliah, Akub, Johanan, Deliah, and Anani, seven in all, Ezra, chapter three, through Ezra, chapter four, verses one through five. Ezra, chapter three, beginning at verse one. The altar is rebuilt. When the seventh month arrived and the Israelites were living in their towns, the people assembled in Jerusalem. Then Jeshua, the son of Josadak, and his priestly colleagues, and Zerubbabel, son of Shatil, and his colleagues started to build the altar of the God of Israel so they could offer burnt offerings on it as required by the law of Moses, the man of God. They established the altar on its foundations, even though they were in terror of the local people, and they offered burnt offerings on it to the Lord, both the morning and the evening offerings. They observed the Feast of Shelters as required and offered the proper number of daily burnt offerings according to the requirement for each day. Afterward, they offered their continual burnt offerings and those for the new moons and those for all the holy assemblies of the Lord and all those that were being voluntarily offered to the Lord. From the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord. However, 
the Lord's temple was not at that time established. Preparations for rebuilding the temple. So they provided money for the masons and carpenters and food, beverages and olive oil for the people of Sidon and Tyre, so that they would bring cedar timber from Lebanon to the seaport at Joppa, in accord with the edict of King Cyrus of Persia. In the second year, after they had come to the temple of God in Jerusalem, in the second month, Zerubbabel, the son of Shittil, and Jeshua, the son of Jozadak, initiated the work, along with the rest of their associates, the priests and the Levites, and all those who were coming to Jerusalem from the exile. They appointed the Levites, who were at least twenty years old, to take charge of the work on the Lord's temple. So Jeshua appointed both his sons and his relatives, Kadmiel and his sons, the sons of Yehuda, to take charge of the workers in the temple of God, along with the sons of Hanadad, their sons and their relatives, the Levites. When the builders established the Lord's temple, the priests ceremonially attired and with their clarions, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with their symbols, stood to praise the Lord according to the instructions left by King David of Israel. With antiphonal response, they sang, praising and glorifying the Lord, for he is good. His loyal love toward Israel is forever. All the people gave a loud shout as they praised the Lord when the temple of the Lord was established. Many of the priests, the Levites, and the leaders, older people, who had seen with their own eyes the former temple while it was still established, were weeping loudly, and many others raised their voice in a joyous shout. People were unable to tell the difference between the sound of joyous shouting and the sound of the people's weeping, for the people were shouting so loudly that the sound was heard a long way off. Ezra chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, Opposition to the Building Efforts When the enemies of Judah and Benjamin learned that the former exiles were building a temple for the Lord, God of Israel, they came to Zerubbabel and the leaders and said to them, Let us help you build, for like you we seek your God, and we have been sacrificing to him from the time of King Hesarhaddon of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the rest of the leaders of Israel said to them, You have no right to help us build the temple of our God. We build it by ourselves for the Lord God of Israel, just as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, has commanded us. Then the local people began to discourage the people of Judah and to dishearten them from building. They were hiring advisors to oppose them so as to frustrate their plans throughout the time of King Cyrus of Persia until the reign of King Darius of Persia. Ezra chapter 4, verses 24 through Ezra chapter 5, verse 1. Ezra chapter 4, beginning at verse 24. So the work on the temple in Jerusalem came to a halt. It remained halted until the second year of the reign of King Darius of Persia. Ezra chapter 5, verse 1. Tetanai appeals to Darius. Then the prophets Haggai and Zechariah, son of Edo, prophesied concerning the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. Daniel chapter 10, beginning at verse 1. An angel appears to Daniel. In the third year of King Cyrus of Persia, a message was revealed to Daniel, who was also called Belteshazzar. This message was true and concerned a great war. He understood the message and gained insight by the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning for three whole weeks. I ate no choice food. No meat or wine came to my lips, nor did I anoint myself with oil until the end of those three weeks. On the twenty-fourth day of the first month, I was beside the great river, the Tigris. I looked up and saw a man clothed in linen. Around his waist was a belt made of gold from Uphaz. His body resembled yellow jasper, and his face had an appearance like lightning. His eyes were like blazing torches. His arms and feet had the gleam of polished bronze. His voice thundered forth like the sound of a large crowd. Only I, Daniel, saw the vision. The men who were with me did not see it. 
On the contrary, they were overcome with fright and ran away to hide. I alone was left to see this great vision. My strength drained from me and my vigor disappeared. I was without energy. I listened to his voice and as I did so, I fell into a trance-like sleep with my face to the ground. Then a hand touched me and set me on my hands and knees. He said to me, Daniel, you are of great value. Understand the words that I am about to speak to you. So stand up, for I have now been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up shaking. Then he said to me, don't be afraid, Daniel. For from the very first day you applied your mind to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. I have come in response to your words. However, the prince of the kingdom of Persia was opposing me for 21 days. But Michael, one of the leading princes, came to help me because I was left there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to help you understand what will happen to your people in future days, for the vision pertains to days to come. While he was saying this to me, I was flat on the ground and unable to speak. The one who appeared to be a human being was touching my lips. I opened my mouth and started to speak, saying to the one who was standing before me, Sir, due to the vision, anxiety has gripped me, and I have no strength. How, sir, am I able to speak with you? My strength is gone, and I am breathless. Then the one who appeared to be a human being touched me again and strengthened me. He said to me, Don't be afraid. You who are highly valued, peace be to you. Be strong. Be really strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened. I said, Sir, you may speak now, for you have given me strength. He said, Do you know why I have come to you? Now I am about to return to engage in battle with the Prince of Persia. When I go, the Prince of Greece is coming. However, I will first tell you what is written in a dependable book. There is no one who strengthens me against these princes except Michael, your prince. Haggai chapter 1 verses 1 through 11. Introduction. On the first day of the sixth month of King Darius the second year, the Lord's message came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shittil, governor of Judah, and to the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the accusation of indifference against the people. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies has said. These people have said, The time for rebuilding the Lord's temple has not yet come. The Lord's message came through the prophet Haggai as follows. Is it right for you to live in richly paneled houses while my temple is in ruins? Here then, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies has said. Think carefully about what you are doing. You have planted much, but have harvested little. You eat, but are never filled. You drink, but are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but are not warm. Those who earn wages end up with holes in their money bags. Consequences of the failure to rebuild the temple. Moreover, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies has said. Pay close attention to these things also. Go up to the hill country and bring back timber to build the temple. Then I will be pleased and honored, says the Lord. You expected a large harvest, but instead there was little. And when you would bring it home, I would blow it right away. Why? asked the Lord of Heaven's armies. Because my temple remains in ruins thanks to each of you favoring his own house. This is why the sky has held back its dew and the earth its produce. Moreover, I have called for a drought that will affect the fields, the hill country, the grain, new wine, fresh olive oil, and everything that grows from the ground. It also will harm people, animals, and everything they produce. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. King of glory, thank you, O oh God, for your word. Thank you just for that image of the people of God celebrating and rejoicing at the temple being established. And, and then the saints 
that were there when the original temple was established, recalling just the joy of that and that the sounds of weeping for joy and the shouts of joy were so deeply married together and blended together that people could not tell the difference, but they could hear from afar off sounds of joy joy and praise unto you, O God. And I thank you, God, and I pray, O God, that we will be a people who know how to rejoice over what is good, to think on what is good, what is lovely, what is pure, what is holy, to rejoice when we ought to rejoice and to mourn when we ought to mourn, O God. Help us, O God, to be a people that finish the work, that don't swear to our own hurt, but a people that are marked by our yeses being our yeses and our noes being our noes. Would you help us, O Lord God, to seek first your kingdom and trust and believe, O God, that your word is true, that everything else will be added unto us, O God. Would you help us to make sure that we are prioritizing the things of God in our lives, O God, and not being distracted and not being sidetracked and trying to gather up and store up treasure, O God, for me and mine and worried only about what concerns me, but give us a mind to care about others, to care for our neighbors, and to ultimately care about what you care about, O oh Lord. And would you give us, O oh God, the discernment, the spiritual fortitude to war in the spirit, to be a praying people, O oh God. Daniel 10 is, has always been such a fascinating passage to me about the angel coming to Daniel and telling him he was held up. That, that the message that he needed to deliver was held up in the spiritual realm, O oh God. Would you help us to be a people that are keenly aware of spiritual forces at work trying to block the good things, O oh God, that you have set out to be established, to be done in our lives and through us, O oh God? Would you help us to always be aware of what is unseen, the unseen forces, O oh God, that we cannot perceive or detect with the human eye? Would you help us to always be spirit-filled people that are ready to war in the spirit, to ready, uh, to be ready to war through prayer in order to establish the things that you have called us to do? And I thank you, oh God, that the good works that you have prepared for us have been prepared for us before we even came to be, and that it is you who will um, fulfill your purpose for us, oh God. So will you help us, oh God, to be a people full of prayer, to be a people full of hope? to be a people full of wisdom and discernment and love, marked by love, conspicuous love, O oh God. I pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Innovative worship leader Sandra Maria Van Opstel is known for crafting worship that embodies the global, multi-ethnic body of Christ. In her book, The Next Worship, Van Opstel likens diverse worship to a sumptuous banquet and shows how worship leaders can set the table and welcome worshipers from every tribe and tongue. She provides biblical foundations for multi-ethnic worship with practical tools and resources for planning services that reflect God's invitation for all peoples to praise Him. When multi-ethnic worship is done well, the church models reconciliation and prophetic justice, heralding God's good news for the world. Get your copy today at ivypress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, 
whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.